July 14th and it's episode 185 and this is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast is the official podcast of the FantasyFootballAuction.com, the internet's only website dedicated to fantasy football auctions. We got a great show for you tonight. Tonight we're going to talk some veteran highs and rookie lows. I guess that's kind of how the theme's going to go tonight. We'll also uh, recap a little bit about what's going on in our Scott Fishbowl. Blister's done, I'm almost done slim, he's still got a little bit to go. But of course, our analysts, they're always here. He's putting the finishing touches on our golf trip. Does it start tomorrow, Blister? We got two words for ya! I wish it started tomorrow. <laughs> Not because I want to go golfing because I've been terrible lately, but just it's always a good time and it's good to get away. Uh, but no, I get... Oh, we have a lot of things on the go this week. Baseball, golf camp for the kids, uh, uh baking camp. It's going to be very busy around the – it's just like work and hockey season. It hasn't changed. It's just uh, the sports have changed. And, uh, yeah, 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 I absolutely out. hear you. I was to Thunder Bay back twice this week, plus Minneapolis back, and we stayed in Mille Lacs, north of the yep. city. So that's an hour oh, yeah. and a half drive to the fields. Hayden and I, I think, put 30 hours in the truck this week. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah, a lot of hiking, It was a yeah. lot of, for six yep. games of soccer. Anyways, <laughs> mm-hmm. so speaking of golf trips, Slim, he's getting ready for his first golf trip. Hey, uh, Slim, is your, sli- is your liver going to be ready for this? Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Yeah, I've been working it out pretty hard. The good, last week good. And a half, so I'm more worried about actually. <laughs> how old I am. <laughs> both elbows feel like they have some kind of tendonitis-y thing going on in them. I'm worried about four straight days. And to be honest, I've been doing so much yard work and landscaping so far this summer. My hands are so dry. I golfed one round on, what, Friday, and I split the skin oh, on three no. of my fingers and peeled it off with an axe on the other one where my grip <laughs> is. So I've got no... Minimal skin right now in some really bad spots oh to swing a golf club. It's a, uh, it's a marathon too, not a sprint, so it's four full days. I'm going to look uh, like Tiger Woods out there. I'm going to be taking little pieces of athletic tape and trying to tie, wrap them around certain spots. You let me know by next week, you let me know how those hands are because if I have to, I'll, I'll rejig the team so you're not on mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I don't know if you're going to want me anyway, but, uh, We'll see. Yeah, Minnow's in trouble. He's going to have a sore back because my I golf know. game's not winning. I'm not winning any matches with the way I'm playing. I get, it'll do fine, and all of a sudden, boom, double bogey or triple bogey or something well, just stupid. I might actually try to golf this week, so that'll be you good. Should, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to try to go well, twice this good. week if I could. Yeah. That'll be good. I Don't put too much. Over for a couple. <laughs> no, I the won't mo- put too much. <laughs> the more you go, the worse you get. The more you <laughs> develop bad habits. So, hey, and just because you're talking about injuries, so my, my buddy who was in my wedding parties in one of my, in my other dynasty league in the upper rubber boots, listen to this injury. He's at his sister's place. Lister, you'll love this too. He's yeah. throwing a piss out in her yard. And so she <laughs> takes the pellet gun to try to scare no. him and is going to put one into the bush near him and no. shoots him in the back of the leg. No. And it went, it went, uh, like just below his calf. It went through his skin and it came out the other side in between the bones. No so, way. Yeah, they were actually, they had a doctor, there, I guess they were at a doctor's house, not at her house. And so then, uh, uh, there was a doctor like there that. and he had like a scalpel and whatever. And so they took a video of him peeling this pellet out of the front of his shin, the no entry way. hole and the exit hole out the other side. No I can't way. It went that far through. Yeah, I know. That must, must be a good talking like I have. <laughs> That's why I thought you'd like it. Oh boy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you didn't take him right in the, the junk. That would have been even worse. 
That's why we killed her. Yeah, I saw that. I no, no, that's right in the back of her leg, right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, just I said, tip, "Why? Why did she shoot you?" She goes, "He goes, uh, she was trying to scare me." I said, "Well, did it work?" Like, I mean, I would have been. Imagine what that would feel like. You, you're pissing. Oh, I, like, I also wonder yeah. if you pissed on his feet. Like, what happened after oh. all that, too? Right? Like the yelping, <laughs> the whatever. Oh man, that would have been bad. <laughs> this is going to be a good spot for better. some sounder. <laughs> Finish me off. I was so <laughs> enraged after that. And it was his sister too, no less, right? I said, oh, you better have a good geez. lawyer, but then I remembered that his sister is his lawyer, so I don't know how that, uh, I don't know how that works out. Oh, Anyways, wonderful. let's get on to some fantasy football, guys. If you guys are ready, then I'm ready. Let's cock the hammer. It's time for action. All right, so like I said, we got a good show for you tonight. We're going to talk uh, some veteran highs and some rookie lows. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Scott Fish. Uh, before we get things rolling, though, uh, Slim put out a reminder to us tonight that um, we got to get some mock drafts rolling. So last year we did a great thing. We had all of our listeners who were participating in either mock drafts or actual drafts were sending in their results. Every time they sent in their results to us, we put their name in the hat for a free full membership of the website, which includes all the spreadsheets, like our, with all of our auction values, the tiers, uh, the cheat sheets, the articles, the premium podcast, all that stuff. It's a $15 value. So every time you send in an end, you send in a mock draft result, we'll put your name in the hat and each week we'll, we'll draw for a free membership for that. So you send your results to auction mock draft at gmail.com. That's pretty easy to remember auction mock draft at gmail.com and we're also talking about setting up mock draft mondays so where one of us or all three of us will be involved in some sort of mock auction to try to uh get a feel for what's going on out there and some get some actual numbers so that we can have the the best average auction values out there because ours don't just come from some computer generation they come from actual uh draft results so that's auction mock draft at gmail.com and be on the lookout on Twitter for entries into our Monday mock drafts. Follow at fantasy auction and uh, Slim will make sure he's posting those dates and times out there. All right. So, uh, I guess before we get rolling into auction stuff, guys, we got the Scott Fish Bowl. It's, uh, either wrapping up or has wrapped up. So Blister, you've got oh. things all wrapped up. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you thought? Tell sure. us about your team. Tell us about what your strategy X Y Z. Yeah. Well, you know when I look at the, uh, I, I had the first overall pick in my in my pool again, or yeah, well again yeah. I had it a few times now. But <laughs> when I looked at my team, I kind of go, uh, you know, kind of like one of those meh, slims meh. You know, I, I think. Um, but then I looked at everybody's team in my league, and I thought I wasn't really blown away by any of them. So it's just going to be a matter of, I guess, who stays healthy and who, you know comes out of the woodwork and produces. So I, I picked uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think, probably early for me. Like, it's a super flex league, so quarterbacks are pretty valuable. Uh, maybe it was in the third round when I had uh, back-to-back picks, I believe. Right. Um, uh, so my pro- quarterbacks were Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, and with the very last pick of the draft, I grabbed Blake Bortles. He was the only... All the starters were obviously gone, and every yeah. time I wanted to get at least, I was even like, I was ready to take Joe Flacco, I was ready to take anybody, but they were all gone. So I figured, well, if if uh, if anything ever happened to Goff and Blake Bortles gets the start, he's in a great offense, so he's gonna he's gonna get points. So I'll hold on to him for a while, and I mean, if it doesn't work out, and somebody good on, good on the waiver wire pops up, he'll be gone. But yeah. so I started the draft with Christian McCaffrey. I picked Carry On Johnson a little bit later. Uh, late, late in the draft, I grabbed C.J. Anderson, kind of a, if he's a sort of a carry-on handcuff, but I grabbed Gio Bernard, the word is he's going to be getting more touches this year, and I hope so, and he does catch a lot of passes, so in this format, the, the catching the ball, uh, catching passes and stuff is going to be very beneficial. I grabbed Gus Edwards, Kareem Hunt, Carlos Hyde, and Jalen Samuels, uh, to go with C-Mac at running back. Antonio Brown was my first receiver I picked, and that was probably, at the same time on the turn with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, I'm not excited about Antonio Brown <laughs> yeah. uh, in the least anymore, but 
you know what, if he, if he can be, uh, well, I don't know, 75% of himself, he'll still be a pretty darn good receiver. It's just, it's really hard to tell. I'm not a guy that, in one of our segments later, we were talking about who you'd be spending a lot of money on, and Antonio Brown for many years would have been one of those guys that would have cost you 60 plus dollars probably at an auction, but for me, I couldn't do that this year. I wouldn't spend any money on him because I just don't know. Anyways, we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. uh, at receiver, pretty thin because I waited so long for the rest of them. Paris Campbell, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, Jake Kumaro was probably around my 21st overall pick. Terry McLaurin, same thing. He was one of the last two picks as well. And James Washington, uh, tight end, Hunter Henry, Delaney Walker and the rookie in Buffalo, Dawson Knox, because right now he's number one on the depth chart. So that's my team. Hopefully uh, it's a tight end premium. It's a super flex. Hopefully I have enough pass catching running backs and the receivers I have. I hope uh, I pick the right ones from week to week because they all should have some good games. It's just a matter of knowing when they're going to come. Right. right. All right. And Slim, so you guys aren't done yet. You had somebody... Uh... Um, really affectionate with the proverbial dog there who got booted out of your league. Uh, where are you guys at and how's your team looking? Yeah, we're halfway through the 16th round. Um, I don't know. I, I don't mind my team. Uh, I picked at the 109, so I had a, probably a lot of different looks than what you guys yeah. saw. Um, that kind of went worst case scenario in the first round. Um, I was hoping to get one of Kelsey, uh, David Johnson, or Melvin Gordon, thinking that Mahomes would go in the top, you know, seven, and all Mahomes didn't go, and all three of those guys went right before me. So then I had the choice: do I take a quarterback, which I had no intention of doing um, pre-draft, and I hummed and hawed, and I I didn't really like any of the running backs um, in that spot. And I didn't want to go receiver that early, so I ended up picking George Kittle um, oh, yeah. in 09, which if you look at the ADP, that's why I kind of was really on the fence. Um, I was planning on targeting him when I came back around in the second. Um, so that changed things a little bit, um, which I didn't mind. I mean, I like him more than Ertz this year in this pretty heavy tight end format. I wanted to make sure I got one of those top three guys if I could. Uh, I think you'll get more volume than Ertz. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of – plus, I for a pool like this, I just thought it would be interesting to have a 49er on there that I could at least cheer for all year. Yeah, that's half um, of it too, eh? So I ended up taking my second tight end in the fourth, and this is kind of where I have the most regret. I, I took O.J. Howard um, at what I guess would have been the 404, which was a little bit early again. And it was probably overkill. Um, I probably should have taken a receiver in that spot looking back at it now. Mm-hmm. But there were still some decent ones on the board. Um, I don't know why. I, like, I really like O.J. Howard this year. But I think, like I said, it was ended up it's going to end up being overkill. Where um, having one of those top receivers in that spot will probably end up outscoring Howard, I would think, now. But at the time, I was just kind of blinded by this tight end scoring and wasn't yeah. thinking quite as much about how easy it's going to be for the these bonus. receivers. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be easy for a lot of receivers to hit this 50-point bonus. And it's not a bonus that's just you get to 50 yards or, and you get five points. It's every 50 yards every 50, they get. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, there's like, uh, I'm trying to think here who would have been still there. AJ Green was gone. Diggs was still there. Woods, Calvin Ridley. Um, I don't know. Even guys like Lockett and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Probably could have went with one of those guys instead, but oh well. <laughs> anyway, I had to scramble at wide receiver later, and I've kind of just been hammering value and guys in decent offenses. And uh, what do I got? Edelman, Boyd, Allen Robinson. Marvin Jones kind of blah, but he was the, he was wide receiver 45. I felt like I had to take him there. Yeah, oh, that's good. Uh, MVS, Moncrief, just took Albert Wilson in the 16th. So, I don't know. We'll try and hit on a couple of those guys, but we'll see. Yeah, and that uh, five-point bonus per 50 yards is pretty big, right? Like, I mean, the tight end premium is the one, one part of it, but then if you start thinking about these guys who can get 100 yards receiving or – you know, the 50-50 running backs, I mean, that's 10 points. That's 
it's pretty massive. Plus, you're going to throw in a couple of first downs in there and catches and all those things, too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I wanted to get some of those running backs. I was hoping, praying David Johnson was going to be there in the first. That would have been the guy I was going to take, yeah. for sure, with no-brainer. And, of course, he was gone. And so then it was like, well, I don't see too many running backs that I just think are going to be locks for 50-50. Uh, receiving and rushing. So then I waited till the second took Mixon. I don't know how I feel about that, but I didn't really want Chubb. He doesn't catch enough passes, and Gurley is meh. And... Sorry. I should yeah, well, that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, so we'll see. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I got a good group of guys drafting with them. Girls, there's a couple, uh, one lady in there too. So it's been fun and pretty competitive. Uh, it's no real, like, just really glaringly shitty teams that you can see. Uh, so it was, it's been hard to draft and try and read the, the runs and stuff. Yeah, and that's where it was hard drafting on the end. Like, I was, like, blister the 101. So being at either of the turns, it's hard to – you got to kind of predict what's going to be happening yeah. with the run or, or try to set it yourself and – um, I don't know that I either predicted nor did I, uh, did I set a run. I don't think in any of it, but I ended up with, uh, Jimmy G and Big Ben, um, as quarterbacks. I took a late rounder here in Eli Manning. So I figured, you know, a starting quarterback and there's not going to be anything on the waiver probably. Uh, like Blister, I took Christian McCaffrey as my first overall pick, but with the rest of my running backs, I have, uh, Damian Harris, uh, Rashad Penny, Jalen Samuels, Miles Sanders. Uh, my last pick here, I think in the 21st was, sorry, in the 20th was Brian Hill. Just thinking of Devonta Freeman gets hurt. Like, does Edo have enough to be able to handle the workload? And then at uh, receiver, I've got Paris Campbell. I took a flyer on Randall Cobb. I got Keelan Cole late, which I liked that pick. And I've got uh, Brandon Cooks, Mike Evans. I doubled up in Seattle to see who's going to be the two or the three there. So Gary Jennings or DK. I have Trey Quinn, like you, Slim. I got the Albert Wilson. I've got Robert Woods also. And then at uh, tight end, I'm OJ Howard and Dallas Goddard. So hopefully that will pan out for me there. We're just about done. We're just at the end of the 2021st. Well, right at the end, actually, I think we're at 2109. So we've got three or four picks and I'm the last pick overall. So that's the Scott Fish. It's been interesting. It's, uh, it's, I like getting into the group chats with the other, uh, um, guys in your pool too. Cause it's interesting to hear some of the banter. And it's a, there's so many sites out there and there's so many people out there. Like you think you kind of know everybody. You listen to a ton of pods. You read a lot of stuff on the internet. And then all of a sudden I'm in a pool here and I recognize a hand, less than a handful of names in it. So. That always right. kind of makes it interesting too. You get some new Twitter follows and you follow some new guys and, um, get a new look at some things too. So we've got a couple fans in our group too. So, you know, how actually three fans in our group. So that could turn out to be, uh, disastrous for all of us as fans tend to do fairly well at all this because we all overthink it, I think. So anyways, there's the Scott Fish updates. Anything else, Mr. You want to add to Scott Fish before we get rolling into some auction stuff? Nope. Just a great guy. Does a lot of work for. Fantasy Cares, uh, basically toys for tots, and uh, great organization, so people check it out. Yeah, it's pretty good. You can follow, I think you go to Scott Fishbowl. Um, is it scottfishbowl.com or scottfish.com? Scott Fishbowl? I think it's a fishbowl, yeah. Yeah, anyways, you can, you can follow along. All the stuff's on there. All the drafts are on there. You can uh, see everything that's going on if, if you're not involved. Like I say, though, earlier when we were off the air, I was a little disappointed I wore my Scott Fishbowl shirt around the uh, USA Cup soccer tournament this weekend and didn't get recognized for anything. I think it's just my probably my ugly mug, maybe, that and the sunburn that was really starting to hit my bald head. And, you know, <laughs> oh, it was hot, boys. It was hot. Yeah. But it got me ready for the golf trip, Blister. Yeah, I know. We usually have some pretty stinky hot weather, too. It's going to be spicy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, well, speaking of spicy, boys, see this little segue there. Let's uh, get into talking about some high value, some real spicy auction picks here for you. So what we're going to, what I want to do is I want to ask you guys, and let's kind of go back and forth about a couple of guys, because I think that's going to be pretty standard. Um, but let's first off see who are you willing to spend 60 bucks or more on. This is on a $200 budget. We always go $200 budget, PPR, pretty 
pretty standardish league to try to keep everybody, um, for the most part happy. But who are you willing to spend 60 or more on this year? Uh, and why? Or if you're not willing to spend 60 on anybody, let us know why not. All right. So blister, because you came up with a topic idea, I'm going to send it sure. to you first. Who's the guy you're going to will, you're willing to spend 60 on? Well, I think, uh, if you look at the, my tier one receiver or running backs, Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, and Kamara, I think they're all pretty safe. Uh, the only one that worries me a little bit is sometimes Zeke gets himself in a little bit of trouble off, off field. Yeah. And you don't know at what point between now and the start of the season, which it'll feel like an eternity if you drafted him right now, uh, could he get in trouble where he could be facing disciplinary charges? Nothing right now. Of course, he got cleared of everything that happened in Vegas, but he's the only guy that I, I hesitate to do that. I mean, all these other guys catch a lot of passes. They're going to be the focal points of their offense. There's no reason to think they're going to have any decline from last year. They should put up big numbers like they did last year. So I think that they're, they'll really are safe bets to be spending, you know, 60 plus on. Actually, when I look at all the, uh, running backs t- altogether, those are the only guys that I would consider spending, you know, high, even 55 or more on. Gurley now is a big question mark with his knees. Uh, David Johnson, you know, he's going to, He's going to be popular again this year, even though he hasn't really done nothing special for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but he's not worth 60. James Conner, uh, you got to wait and see. Melvin Gordon now with the holdout, potentially, uh, and who knows what's going to happen with him. He can't love Bell. I think going to a new team, in my opinion, I'm a little hesitant, and I know that you know he could get himself in hot water with Adam Gase. So <laughs> yeah. I'd love to run the run the tab up on him and see somebody else take him. So, yeah, with Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, Kamara, just because they're, they're, like I said, they're they're very talented. They catch a lot of passes, which really helps pad the stats. I think those guys are all going to go for over 60 in your leagues. And to have one of them, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good investment because they're going to give you points week in and week out. Uh, so, Slim, anyone at the running back position that you disagree is worth is going to that you're willing to spend more than 60 on, um, or do you, is there someone else you need to add to that list? Um, I don't think I'm gonna spend 60 on anybody. Um, not that some of these guys aren't maybe gonna be worth it. Like I think Barkley's gonna be overvalued. Um, the only two guys that I'd maybe consider it are McCaffrey and Zeke, but. Um, like right now, those three, so McCaffrey, Barkley, and Elliott all are going for slightly over 60 bucks. But what kind of we've seen in the last couple of years is, again, knowing your draft, um, if you play with some pretty savvy owners, the prices are probably not going to be, to go quite as high as, um, Blister, what are you doing over there? Sorry you about a that. shower? What do you? <laughs> I'd like to. Uh, no, I think something, something is rubbing on my mic. Yeah. My shirt. Yeah. Is it loud? Yeah, it was loud. It was alright. Sorry, folks. It's okay, keep um, rolling. Keep rolling, Slim. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think those prices might come down. Like I know in in our drafts, a lot of the time, like you do these mocks with people, and they get kind of silly in them sometimes. But when you went and started looking at the data from, uh, say, like higher stakes leagues with, you know, more polished drafters. Um, there wasn't a lot of running backs going much higher than the mid-50s uh, last season. So I'm thinking there could be something more along those lines again this year. Um, and if I got to spend more than 60, like, I don't mind going and buying David Johnson for, like, close to 50 then, or even somebody like Delvin Cook for, you know, 40 or less. So I'm... I'm just for budgeting purposes, I'm not going to get crazy and start putting like 60 bucks in my RB1 slot because I don't think I have to. Okay. In terms of wide receiver, I just, I mean, it's pretty deep. So again, I don't, I don't think I need to spend 60 bucks. Um, you know, when guys like Julio and Devontae Adams and stuff will be going for probably around 50. So. All right. So, um, so you think these prices are going to drop? Like I, I'm, to me, I'm thinking that. We're gonna no, they're going to climb. But I'm just saying, like, they're going to climb because of uh, we're going to get a bunch of data from from yeah. mock drafts, and we know that mock draft data is like it's a little bit inflated, top end heavy, because people when they go on these mock drafts, like, it doesn't mean anything. There's no um, there's no penalty for them 
completely overspending or crushing their budget and then having a really shitty yeah. bench or something like that. Uh, it's just to go back to the fishbowl, the, the fishbowl ADP. A lot of guys are complaining that, oh, it's not really indicative of your draft. Well, that's fine. It still can be valuable as long as you know that it's going to be different and prepare for that that difference or be ready for it to be different when you're using your actual draft so that you can adjust and, you know, it's not the gospel right now. Like it's just giving us an idea of, you know, I just like even using it to see where the consensus is ranking these players. So I know that, you know, is everybody valuing Zeke as the RB one or are they valuing Saquon or whatever? Like, so, but you're, I think, yeah, the prices will go up in the next month month and a half what's going to happen when you draft in august with 12 guys you know if it's a live draft especially like knowing your draft maybe you got a couple loose cannons in there that just are going to go degaff and like drop 70 on a running back because they just they have to get this rb1 or something like so if you know you play with some savvy dudes though i would think you might not have to get crazy well see and I, i i still just think those top three um, running backs are going to go for over 60. They may not push into the 70s. You're right, a guy might, there might be the loose cannon in there, but I'm just thinking about our, let's say our big home league, right? And the, the guys, we've all been together. We all know who spends money, who doesn't and what it is, but I still think that there's that gap in there, especially now with what's going to go on with Melvin Gordon, let's say, that it just, the, that top tier is just going to, um, it's going to drive that price up where I think then all of a sudden you're going to find value maybe tier two and tier three of your running backs. You know what I mean? Sure. Going to be value. Like why can't Saquon Barkley be this year's David Johnson? Well, there's no reason why he couldn't. I think he's going to be. That's why I wasn't considering him in the Scott fish at one Oh one. It doesn't make sense to me to pay up for say him when I could get David Johnson for considerably less Mm -hmm. guy who should be used better. Even if he's, you know, taking that out of it they're, they're just they've, they've told the nfl we're gonna run a shit pile of, of plays yeah like their goal is to lead the nfl and plays run so like volume alone should be there for for david johnson and like they're gonna try and get the ball in space to him like i don't know like it just seems like you're potentially wasting money dropping on on one of those I don't know. I shouldn't say wasting money. The value is probably just not going to be there. That's right. all. Yeah. No, and I, I, I agree with that too. I think that, uh, Dave Johnson should, could be ridiculous. I think that you could definitely see Saquon and DJ flip spots. Yeah. This year. Should be strong again, prolific offense. Like, you know, he's going to lose some work to Latavius, but yeah. I mean, he's still going to be a putting up big points and. You know, but Blister, is there anybody over at the wide receiver position that you're willing to spend sixty on, or do you think that'll push the sixty dollar cap? You can look at it that way. For sure, I think I think Nook and Adams, Thomas and Julio all probably could approach that. I mean, there's going to be guys in your auction draft, and you'll see when you're doing those mocks, and hopefully we can get, keep that going. But there's going to be some guys that come say, "I'm spending on receiver," and so. They want that one number one receiver, and so they're going to, you know, they're thinking that if other guys are spending on running back high, that they can afford to do that. So that, that could happen. It will happen in some of the leagues you're in. And the guy like Hopkins, Adams, Thomas, those are the top three in my opinion. I mean, Julio, he had a great year last year, actually, and uh, it, it, he started getting the touchdown catches after partway through the season. So, you know, he, he had a, ended up as a highly ranked wide receiver last year. I'll pull it up here in a second. Um, but I just, you know, every year is another year he's getting a little bit older all the time, too. Yeah. And I just, like, he ended up number two last year in PPR, so that's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, uh, the Nook was first, two Julio, then Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas. Uh, you know, I, I, my, I like Nook. I, he's been actually number one the last two years already. So I think he's a guy that, you know, I'd pay that money for it if I could have him on the team. Um, it just, again, all this stuff comes down to, like Slim mentioned, and you probably did, is knowing your drafters, if you can, if you, if you can, if you know what they're like and what their tendencies are. And there's some guys that purposely actually try to have a different strategy 
Botsford every year <laughs> that um, that try to think he throws you off or something. I don't know. And does something totally different than what what he had done the year before. But that's again, that's part of a pattern too. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, that and also just you know knowing prices change and and be willing to shop where there's good value. Like you have to be really. Well, you always say you have yeah. to be flexible, but yeah. mock auctions. But those are probably the only guys. You look at, you know, quarterback, if nobody in their right mind, I don't care if it's a super flex or not, should be paying that kind of money on a quarterback or a tight end. You know, and all the years that we've played, I've kind of devalued the tight end because I, I've seen teams win that never really had much for tight end all year. So, you know, I think if the money to be spent is probably at quarter or running back and, and wide receivers. Just how do you like the makeup of your team when it's all said and done? If you spent 60 bucks on somebody at some point, you know, you can only do that with one or maybe two guys, but after that, you're going to be pretty thin and, and do you have the, savvy and the luck and the skill to draft all these cheap guys that are going to carry your team or hope that they can fill in the void after two guys. So yeah. that's the, that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I mean, so anything to add to wide receivers, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I know I'm not going to spend over 60 on wide, wide receiver this year. At least that's my plan anyways. I mean, again, when yeah. we get into the draft, who knows what you do, but um, that's not the plan. Anything to add to wide receivers there is big values or well, big dollar values, sorry. Yeah, I just think it's deep again, and like uh, I hate being the guy that spies the most expensive guy in a tier. Like that's again, that's why I like having tiers because I can look and say, okay, I got all these similar dudes. Who is the expensive guy? I am gonna maybe avoid them. I'm gonna look for the cheapest guy because mm-hmm. they should all produce roughly the same. Um, so uh, for me, I just hate like seeing whether it's in a draft or like in a in a mock or something where I look and I'm like, oh my God, I just bought like, whether it's my RB2 tier or my wide receiver two tier, I don't want to be the guy that is buying the most expensive player in that tier because yeah. I'm probably losing value then, right? If my, if my rankings or my tiers are somewhat accurate, I guess, which that's a big if too, like <laughs> ranking is a pretty arbitrary process, but, um, still, I, and I think, like, if you look down the list, there's, you know, 12, 13, 15 for some people, receivers that they all, you know, you might feel pretty good about. So mm-hmm. I just think, you know, I could buy two of those guys for the price of one, essentially. So maybe that's something I want to look into. Well, and that's kind of like I'm looking at our um, average auction values right now. To me, that sweet spot of, let's say, AJ Green to. DJ Moore, like there's some real potential there. A lot of high ceiling guys in there. You could hit a locket or uh, Robbie Anderson could have a year or, you know, Alan Robinson we've seen have years before. Like those are guys way down the list that you're, you're right. So you could get two or three of these guys for 60 bucks. Right. And then well, you mark, pair that up with uh um, you know, a couple of high-end running backs, and all of a sudden you might have yourself a roster. Yeah, like you don't even necessarily have to go that far down. Like, you know, if Thielen, for example, is 25 or something, or like, sure, I'll take that. And, you know, maybe it's Amari Cooper and Thielen. You buy both of them or something. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing names yeah. out. But, but, yeah, you go a little bit further to guys like Lockett and Woods and Kelvin Ridley and, Godwin, some of these guys that, you know, we, most people are projecting to have pretty solid years, um, but yet they're still far enough down on the list that they're going to be relatively cheap comparative to the top guys, so. Right. Yeah, I like, I like those names too, like, so I look at that list and I think there's a lot of good guys in there. I really like Mike Williams this year. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that is going to be in line for more targets. Like he, he did a lot of a good last year with very few targets, very few catches. I think he's going to be in line for more, uh, this year. There's a lot of guys, like you just said, though, like if cup, Cooper cup, Chris Godwin, uh, Calvin Ridley takes another step forward. Like there's a lot of guys that aren't going to cost. And at the end of the day, that's what happens in, in the auction. There is going to be big money spent by somebody on someone. And so once the big money is gone, like as, as you get, the overall money in that auction spent, then 
eventually, you know, guys have to go cheaper because people can't afford to go any higher. So that's always the goal. Get people's money out there so that later on you could also, you know, buy up a huge stable of receivers. You might be able to spend 50 bucks and have, you know, five or six of these names that we just mentioned, Godwin and Lockett, maybe Williams, Ridley, Robbie Anderson, Tyler Boyd. You might get the whole crew of them and you might be just laughing because uh, they're carrying you. Each of them are capable of putting up wide receiver one numbers from one week to the next, yeah. you know, looking at the different matchups. So all you do is start, you know, you, you slide the ones in that have the great matchups that week and you're probably looking at some really great production. So let's flip it around then. Um, so let's go, let's throw it to you. Who are maybe some, let's take a look at rookies, for instance. Are there any rookies in redraft this year that you're targeting? And at what dollar value right now are you saying thanks, but no thanks to some of these young guys? Uh, that's a good question because, I mean, like, I haven't seen enough of what these guys are going for. And we we kind of know that a lot of times rookies are somewhat inflated in price. Yeah. But, I mean, if I'm going to take a gamble on rookies, I typically, it's going to be at the running back position. So, I mean, I'll talk, I guess, about, you know, the the big three there would be either Jacobs or Montgomery or Miles Sanders. Of the three, I think Miles Sanders is probably going to end up being the cheapest. Mm -hmm. Unless, you know, we see some stuff in training camp or in preseason where he just looks awesome. Um Probably because he projects to have maybe the most muddied uh, path to considerable volume. Right. Um, but for me, he's the best of the three. Like in terms of talent, I like him the most. Uh, Montgomery's kind of sliding up there maybe a little bit, but like I think Jacobs is going to be a disappointment for some people. Like you're, he's going to probably cost the most of all those guys because people think he's going to be this workhorse. But I just don't think the Oakland offense is going to be that good. So, right. like, really, what the hell do I want that guy for? Like, <laughs> if he's not going to maybe be the super involved in the passing game, like they got Jalen Richard there. Um, I don't need some guy to just, like, lower his head for on first and second downs and just run into, you know, <laughs> the first, back of the guard, three yeah. yards of carry. So, <laughs> yeah. um so Montgomery for me is somebody I'm intrigued by. Like I'm still a little bit scared about how much they're going to use him. Um, Cause they got Mike Davis there and like Cohen looks pretty set as a, and you know, as a pass catching running back, but right. um, Montgomery looks like he could do that too. Right now he's going for nine bucks. I'm sure that's going to change. Um, and then I'm trying to find Sanders on here. I don't see. Jacobs right now is at 22, and Montgomery. Miles nine, Sanders, so. you have all the way down at there's four dollars RB 40. There you go. So like, and I think Sanders early on, he's the kind of guy that early on you're not gonna start him. Yeah. You know, first four weeks or so, but it's only a matter like I also in the camp that Jordan Howard sucks. So like, <laughs> it's only a matter of time before he should be able to show his, like, his, you know, all-round running back skill set and make the Eagles say, all right, we're putting this one-dimensional <laughs> running back right. on the bench, and we're going to let this kid just go out there and dominate. But I also know that, you know, Doug Peterson, he doesn't necessarily like to just use one running back. So that's the whole scary thing with Sanders. If mm -hmm. his price starts going up, then, man, I don't know, but... Um, I again, I just want the cheapest guys, so I would rather gamble on Montgomery and Sanders than I would for Jacobs by far right now at the prices they're at. All right, uh, Blister, any rookie running backs that you're willing to spend a little bit of coin on? No, I think, like Slim said, those are the biggest three names. There are other guys that potentially could work themselves into a backup role. Um, you know, overall, the class isn't as strong as, say, last year with Saquon Barkley, but uh it's all about opportunity as well. So I think there's some guys that, like those three guys, hopefully they get an out. Jacobs obviously will, and then it's to be determined yet how much Montgomery or, or Saunders will. But, again, knowing your draft and your group that you're drafting with, some guys are just so excited about the brand-new rookie all the time. And so, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to spend a lot of money on them. If you know you have a guy like that, you can squeeze a few more dollars out of them. Um But other than that, no, I... I you know, other than those guys right now, I can't even see me targeting any of these other guys, you know, late in my draft for a dollar because I think there's other guys that 
have been in the NFL that, you know, potentially, you know, Gio Bernard's a good example. He probably won't cost you more than a buck, but he's going to play. He's going to get opportunities. He's going to get touches. You know that he's yeah. going to be involved in the offense. I'd rather spend it on him. Henderson's another one, though, in uh, uh, with the Rams, right. who's getting a lot of hype right now. And you know what? I, I, I'd say pump the brakes. Like, I think I might have said that on Twitter, but you know what? <laughs> a few years ago, well, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but Malcolm Brown, when they signed Malcolm Brown, he could have been going, he could be going into his fourth or his fifth year now. I can't remember, but he's been there a while and they really liked him and he's still there. And, yeah. you know, then last year, they just signed him, John, just gave him a new contract too. Yeah. So they really like him. I, and so I can't see it. And like last year, he got banged up. They had to bring in CJ Anderson over top of, uh, before uh, Kelly. And, you know, last year I remember saying to, giving you a hard time, I think, once, Bex, about why did you draft that guy where yeah. you did or whatever. Maybe it was in our dynasty draft. Yeah, and yeah. Well, no, he's John supposed Kelly to be really good. Yeah. There's a lot of hype, and, and so I started buying into it after a while, too. And, I, yeah, yeah, okay, he's pretty good. And then all of a sudden he never got an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And he can't, like, I can't believe from one year to the next all the hype they give. And then all, all of a sudden this year it's Henderson. Like, he's the real deal. Like, every year it seems like in that group, in that organization, the rookie running back, like everyone just buys into it like crazy. And really, I think if, if, if Gurley went down, Malcolm Brown is getting the ball. Uh, you know, Henderson might be there somewhere, but I think Malcolm Brown gets first digs at it. So I'd spend a buck on him uh, before the end of the draft over Henderson. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, other than those other rookies that Slimbo mentioned, single. Oh, did we mention Singletary? Uh, no, no, no. He's another one you could keep yeah. an eye on. There's a lot of age in Buffalo, so <laughs> yeah, he, it's a fine wine. Be, yeah, I mean Yeldon's there, Frank Gore's there, Lashawn McCoy's there, but I don't know. You know, I, I, one thing that worries me is I don't think they're that great of a, a football team. So I'm not sure how much running they'll be doing in the second half, unless he catches a pile of passes out of the backfield. That could be beneficial. But really, no. There's running back class uh, for rookies. I'm not going to be spending too much money, if any, on them. So Slim, any any like for Henderson, and then a name that hasn't come up tonight, but I know guys are probably waiting for you guys to talk about is Damian Harris too in New England. Sure. Slim, any? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I'd be more inclined. Henderson is interesting to me, but I think he's going to be super expensive. Like, yeah, he's a hard guy to get a beat on right now because this girly news is kind of relatively fresh none of us know really what to make of it we haven't seen Gurley like practicing or like I don't know like is he actually gonna miss time like how bad is this knee like and there's I think there's always gonna be some loose cannon in your draft that's willing to just like I'm going for like uh you know in the fishbowl for example people were taking Henderson in like the third round some maniacs it's like yeah what the there's way better players that have more you know safer ceiling i guess than that you could get in those areas and i think that'll be happening in your drafts too unless some new news comes out um that really drops Gurley down a ton i mean i've dropped him a little bit in my rankings don't get me wrong but because i think there's gonna be some type of platooning happening but blister's right like at the prices, you might just want to go and spend a dollar on on Malcolm Brown yeah. and, and go for the cheapest guy. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same with Damian Harris. Like, I'm not super sold on Sony Michelle. Um, I own a little bit of Damian Harris in some places because if Michelle, you know, isn't a hundred percent or something obviously does happen, then you know Damian Harris is showed to be at least in college a pretty capable running back that can uh, probably pretty easily get in there and and do some decent things so again I don't know how much he's going to get used but if for the right price um, you know I think that a lot of people probably have Michelle higher than me so Harris I could see being a guy that I own some of because um, if everyone else is higher on Michelle that should drop Harris's price to make it a little more attainable for me. Right. Um, another guy I wanted to mention was Madison in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Like one thing I'm kind of when I was looking back at last year that I want to change for this year is I'm going to try and avoid as much as I can buying handcuffs. I'm going to use waivers in the first like say quarter of the season to really go and I guess try and acquire those guys. Like I yeah. don't want to have them after the draft. I'd rather have guys with some higher upside that look to be starters 
um, see how things shake out. But um, he's a guy I think you want to pay attention to only because of Delvin Cook's injury history. And there's not a lot of running back talent other than Cook on that roster. So if he ever goes down, um, Madison, I think he was taken in the third round. Yeah, I think so, yeah. The Vikes obviously saw something in him that they like to take him that high. Um, So interesting guy. You can get him for a buck right now. You know, if you're in a really deep league, I would say maybe take a stab at him. If it's a shallower league, I'd say watch for the first couple of weeks and then drop a shit pile of waiver money on him to go get him. But, um, yeah. All right. Guys. So, Blister, any receivers that you're interested in? I mean, we've got the Paris Campbells and maybe it's Nikhil Harry's. Um, you could go all the way down to the Andy Isabella's or some of those guys too. Anyone that you're willing to spend a little bit of cash on? Well, I'm kind of interested to see if Nikhil Harry, like what exactly his role is going to look like by the time the season rolls around. Yeah. I always, we, we go back to some previous years and New England's had a pretty tough playbook for young receivers or people that are new to the system to figure out. So mm-hmm. it's not just a matter of going in and, well, you know, Gronk's gone and, you know, the other guys are gone. So he's going to just get all these targets. He, he's got to be able to run the routes and, and, you know, Tom Brady isn't getting younger, so I, I worry some there. But I'd like to see if he's going to develop, because I don't think he's going to be real expensive, but I wouldn't expect anything better than, like, wide receiver three on, on the team for me. So yeah. if that's the case, I'm not spending, you know, more than $8 on a guy like that. That's only if I like what I see. Um, yeah, DK Metcalf in Seattle, that's another interesting one. I just don't think they're going to throw the ball a lot. Of course, if you can get them for 2 or 3 bucks at the end of the auction, perhaps, uh, maybe a dollar. You know, and, and if he can become a red zone threat, he might be able to give you some produce, like some good weeks for you. Um, Nicole Hardman in KC got a lot of buzz. It's kind of died off now. Um, again, I don't think he's at this point, I'm not spending more than a buck on him, but you know, wait and see what Tyree Kill does and Sammy Watkins, like with his suspension that's yeah. pending, I guess. Uh, Sammy Watkins is perennially, uh, a disappointment. So, you know, he, he could emerge. He's going to be in a great offense. So there's a few guys there that have some opportunities, some potential. So, uh, but like I say, they might, you know, between now and the start of the season, they might want me, I'm, you know, I might see enough in them. And I say, okay, I'm, I want this guy, I want this kid on my team. I'll spend four or five, six dollars. Um, after that, I can't see me spending any more than a buck on a rookie receiver. And I really, I'm not, there's none of them on my radar that I'm targeting. How about you, Slim? Any uh, any rookies you're targeting for a few bucks? Not really, honestly. Like Blister said, they got to be dirt cheap. Um, and some of these guys are for sure, but I just look at, you know, there's always a veteran guy or two in that same spot or area or tier, whatever you want to call it, price range, that I would just rather have. Um, and usually with receiver, like, if I can, if you can give me a veteran that I believe in, in a in a good offense or something, I'll take that over a rookie in just about any offense, almost you know, ten times out of ten. So um, I can't really go out there and say, hey, you should be trying to go and get any of these guys, um, and other than maybe as like a late round stash. Yeah. Um, and I guess the two that if I had to go and get, like. I'm thinking it's probably someone like Isabella only because if the Cardinals are going to throw it as much as they say they're going to throw it, he's probably going to catch quite a few passes mm-hmm. or has the potential to catch some passes, I should say. And another guy that's intriguing to me, and I don't really know why, I guess because I just believe that Philly is going to be pretty good again this year, is uh, our Seagull Whiteside. Right. Again, if they throw it around a lot... Um, you know, they've got Alshon Jeffrey, which he's kind of, you know, sometimes banged up and whatever. I don't know. Like, he's just kind of, for me, just not necessarily a mediocre talent, but what he does out there is kind of just mediocre. Um, and then there's Aguilar, who's kind of found himself in and out of the lineup and had some trouble. Like, there's, there's maybe some chance that he can carve out a little bit of a role in this offense, potentially, if things start clicking. Um, and that's really about it. I mean, I'm kind of intrigued by Metcalf because if Seattle ever decides to throw it and let yeah. Russell Wilson do something that 
but he's going to be this guy that he might get you a goose egg one week and then well, when you play week, him right he catches two passes and one of them's maybe like a 60 yard touchdown or something but um harry i don't know now there's this josh gordon news that's kind of simmering around and like poor son of a bitch he's gonna have to <laughs> yeah fight through that and i don't know so yeah not a lot of Paris Campbell. I just think there's going to be a lot of dudes being used there that he won't be reliable this year either. So a lot, a lot of, of guys I like, just yeah. not liking this year in a, a redraft setting. Now the name you didn't bring up, Slim, that actually intrigues me is Debo. Like I think that yeah. there might be a space for, a space for him there. Isn't he just a little bit of a bigger, better Dante Pettis? Yeah, he's very similar. I just, again, he's a rookie. He's got to learn everything. Pettis has at least got a year under his belt. And he's not terrible either, Pettis. Oh, no, no, absolutely, yeah. So, yes, he's going to have to try and maybe beat him out. And I don't know. I'm just not really buying any Niners wide receivers, quite honestly, because I think they're going to spread it around to a lot of different people. And Kittle is kind of the only guy that I feel like could get steady targets. And... I could see Pettis to some extent too, only because like who's he competing against right now? A couple rookies and like a couple fairly mediocre receivers or somebody like Marquise Goodwin, who's kind of a one trick pony. And like, he doesn't more or less, he's got a job here. That's probably going to have the largest snap share for at least the first half of the season. So, um, but yeah, you're right. I, I don't mind Debo. I just, I'm like, I don't know how many, how much time is he actually going to be in the field? And like, they got a lot of other people to, to throw the ball to. They got running backs to dump it off to and, you know, a tight end who kind of looks like he could be a bit of a, a target hog. So we'll see. And blister. I mean, like, I, like you guys have been kind of saying, I, with rookies, especially at the receiver position, I mean, I think some of the, the hype will, bring the value too high than what I'm willing to spend. I mean, I, there's a few guys you guys have both mentioned that I'd love to have on my team for a buck or two, but not for seven or eight or, you know, some of these guys like DK, you can just see that guy in your league. He's going to be a beast, right? And you'll be willing to spend close to 10 probably on a, on a guy like that. And I'm not willing to go there. The one spot I am thinking about though, Blister, and I know that you guys kind of hold them a little bit differently is what do you think about a guy like Kyler Murray? Is he worth more than just a buck at the tail end of the draft? He, he very well could be. Like he's probably going to put up a lot of points with his legs. And we seen Josh Josh Allen in Buffalo last year. He was a top a top quarterback story in the second half of the season or second or the last third or whatever it was. And it was mostly due to his legs. I think Murray's going to do that as well. Um, I just. You know, and again, he's a rookie. It doesn't mean a rookie quarterback can't produce. We've seen it happen ever since Newton and Luck came into the league. I mean, and before that, but I mean, yeah. like those guys are still pretty studly quarterbacks today. So it doesn't mean that they can't come in and produce. Uh, when Wentz came in, he was doing quite well. Goff wasn't actually until the change of uh, offensive coordinators and coaching. So uh, I think other guys, though, like Mitch Trubisky, I think is going to have a big bump this year as well. And you got Dak, who's perennially a, a top uh, QB1. He's always up there. So I think there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. I mean, if you can get him for a buck and you're confident that he's going to put up those points with your with his legs and stuff like that, then that you know what? That's a hell of a buy. Um, I think because he was the first overall pick, you know, he's probably going to, Someone's going to spend six or seven or eight dollars on him, maybe even ten, which I know I'd rather spend it on uh, Wentz or Cam Newton or Winston even or some of these other guys that you know been there, done that. They're going to get they're going to get theirs there, and you know good things. Uh, Winston has uh, Bruce Arians there, so I think you know I think you're going to see a big uptick in his production. And there's a lot of guys that would probably get cheaper that have been there and have put up the points already. So I'd I'd rather not spend that kind of money on him, but I just think he's one of those names rookie names that are really will go for well uh, super flex league as well i definitely think they'll go for oh yeah 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 so yeah. i mean slim, i don't if, think it's a bad investment i just don't know if i'd go there if i, I mean there's so many options slim if you were drafting right now i know preseason's going to have a lot to do with it as well but um what are your thoughts on kyler murray yeah i pretty much got him like as this low end qb1 very high end qb2 um, I think he goes right up there, should go right up there with 
um, guys like uh, Cam Newton, um, Ben Roethlisberger, stuff like that. Like I think he's going to throw it a lot. Uh, there's going to be some growing pains with that, but it's just going to be so many passes attempted. Yeah. And, and then, yes, you're going to get like the, the rushing stuff happening too, which it, those are just free points. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like I quite like them, honestly. Um, so, yeah, I think you, you go spend and it's tough. Like blisters kind of alluded to it. I found it quite enjoyable, actually. I mean, it was a super flex draft and I wanted to wait a quarterback, but like, uh, there just are so many QBs that I feel good about this year for whatever reason, whether it's Jameis Winston, Wentz, uh, Breeze, Matt Ryan, uh, Prescott. Like, there's quite a few guys that, I mean, you can throw Kyler in that group and just wait and pluck one out whenever you need to. And, yeah. you know, even a super flex that you can just wait and wait and feel pretty good about it, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Any uh, any other rookie talk uh, before we sign things off? We're just pushing the hour mark here, boys. Well, I think at tight end, like there's going to probably be some hype for Hawkinson or Fant. Yeah. But I just think that you got to. I mean, last year it was all all talking about Gasecki in Miami, and he was terrible. He's a guy that's <laughs> kind of flying under the radar this year. He might yeah. be a great guy to pick up. But I don't I don't expect big things from tight ends either. It often takes them a few years. Like, Absolutely. You know, Austin Hooper quietly had a really good season last year when he first came out, though he was expected to have that. And it just takes a few years. And there's another guy that you could target probably for a dollar, and he could be a, a top six tight end for you this year. So there's just a lot of guys out there. I wouldn't waste any money on a, a rookie tight end in a redraft league. Yeah, and I guess that's why I didn't even bring them up, but I guess I should have. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's, that's fine. That's good. Anything uh, slim at tight end or anything else as far as rookies go? No, I would avoid rookie tight ends. There's just probably no point in, in doing that. Let someone else spend the money. That's the way I look at it. Because someone will. Sure. Someone's going to. And then they'll drop them later. And <laughs> if you yeah. want them, you can pick them up off of waivers. But For your playoff run. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, we're pushing about the hour here. Let's just remind everybody out there, head on over to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com. Oh, I see I'm coming up in one pick here in Scott Fish to wrap that up. Sorry, head on over to thefantasyfootballauction.com. Check out the uh, uh, some of the articles we have on there. But we do have the membership site open. We've had uh, some takers already this early in July, which is awesome. I love uh I love seeing the the auction love happening so early in the season, but we've got uh, over 300 players and their auction values and our rankings. We've got our value indicator on there, which is like the one, right? So when you look down our auction values, let's just take a, for instance, I was uh, looking at a guy like, uh, let's say Julian Edelman, like right now we have him going for $23.00. Uh, but right now we have them as a good value at uh, a minus six. So the lower on the scale, the larger the negative integer blister, the former math teacher. Ooh, ooh, you like that? Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, really thank, good. thanks. I don't even know if I said well, that right. Anyways, um, good. yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> but if you, uh, um, if, like, we've got them at a, as our overall wide receiver 14, but really he's being drafted a lot lower than that right now. Or so he's so he's a value. So you can you don't have to spend as much money to get that high end wide receiver too. So the green on our on our auction values chart shows you the the values, the screaming values, and the the red shows you the ones that are overvalued. So that's a big thing. Our value indicator is a big thing on our on our auction values. So with uh with the big membership, we got three different levels of membership. But with the big membership, you get the you get this spreadsheet, you get the, both the boys, you get their tiers. Um, as we get closer to real drafting season, we've got cheat sheets that are on there. Plus, you've got articles, premium podcasts. You have access to um, the member's Gmail account, which allows you to get right in there and ask uh, specific questions, deep questions uh, that other guys wouldn't get, especially off that little bit that you get to hit on Twitter. Uh, you get all that stuff. It's a fourteen ninety five, so it's about the cost of a magazine maybe the beer you're going to drink while you read the magazine and uh, we've got buyers happening already here early in 
in July and we'll just keep that rolling. It just updates more stuff. Just it gets added to the website, to the membership area as you go through. If you're just interested in the spreadsheets, if you just want to just go with the basic package, you can go all the way down to 495. Just get the spreadsheets. We'll send you the link to all those. You can make copies of those, edit them however you want, do whatever you want. Use those to build your tiers. We've got that value there as well. Another reminder that we got mock draft Mondays. That's uh, blisters, blisters line. I love it. We loved it today, pre, pre pod. Uh, so be on the lookout on Twitter at Fantasy Auction for links and uh, information on mock drafts coming up. And also a reminder to everybody: if you are doing any mocks outside of Mock Draft Monday, send your results in or your live draft results into auctionmockdraft at gmail.com. And get your name entered in for a free membership and uh, also help contribute to the site. It's awesome. The more numbers we get, the better our AAVs are for everybody. So if we all pitch in, not only are we going to put a huge dent into that AAV, but every little dollar value we get from all of our listeners out there helps to make it the most accurate for everybody. So that's auctionmockdraft at gmail.com. I'll ask you guys the infamous question. Anything else to add before we wrap this sucker up? Nope. <laughs> I'm tired. That's it. Okay, Blister, you made it. It's after 11. Add a kid. Uh, way late for me, man. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys uh, have a good time uh, at the uh, Kitty Golf tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to see you guys on the golf course this week because I need to get the arms swinging a little bit before next week's big golf trip. All right. And for the rest of you, I'll see you when it's springtime. Whoa. Sneaky Whoa puberty voice. hit. The puberty hit. Never. Lots of cheering on the <laughs> soccer field. Anyways, I'll see you when it's springtime in the Rockies. <laughs>